Welcome to the MICC podcast, where we help you build better credit with friends. My name is Jabra Sani. I'm your host for season two. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Enjoy. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the MICC podcast. My name is Deborah Sunny, and I'm your host. Um, today, we have a very special guest with us um, here to talk to us about um, the housing market and buying a house and just sharing her experience with us. Um, would you mind introducing yourself to the people, please? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. My name is Teresa. My last name is Tu, T-U. Um, I, uh, I've been in PEI for almost 12 years and trying to set PEI as my home now. Nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, actually, I'm just going to go back a little. You said um, you, you've been a PI for 12 years now. So where were you prior to that? I was in China. I moved to PI directly from my hometown. Oh, that's cool. So did you move here as a student or? Yeah, I came here to study English and, and then finish my high school here and then went to UPI and graduated as international student. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that you... Yeah, so um, you, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, so do you have a house currently? I do. Okay, that you own, <laughs> I should say. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so when did you buy your house? I bought it in 2018. Mm-hmm. I started searching before, but um, I came to this opportunity that I was renting this house and then the owner moved away. And I'm, I was a friend with him as well, so I ended up buying this house. Oh, oh wow! So very you, unique. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a very interesting situation. Um, so you just bought the house that you already lived in, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Actually, convenient. Yes. <laughs> um, so, did you? So you were already searching at the time when you wanted to buy this house, then? Yes. Okay. Um, and so what made you decide to buy the house that you were in already as opposed to like looking for a new maybe a newly built place in comparison yeah it's definitely like what you said convenient Mm -hmm. Um, the other one is that I got a good deal without going through a realtor Mm -hmm. because the owner moved away before everything's complete so Mm -hmm. I was offered to handle everything Mm -hmm. it was a good learning opportunity for myself um, so I got a good deal mm-hmm. to buy the current one. Mm. Yeah, made sense. That's that's actually pretty cool. Very unique. <laughs> yeah, especially mm-hmm. that's uh, around the time the housing market was going a little crazy. Yeah. So it was pretty challenging to find one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I decided to stay when there are no other perfect house that yeah. I was looking for. No, that's fair. Um, and it's interesting that you said when the housing market was going crazy. Um, I think right now it's even crazier, maybe. Um, yes. I don't know, with COVID it's, uh, and people moving, um, the housing market just seems to have gotten really, really hot. So exactly. even for people thinking about buying a house, when did you realize that, okay, it was time to start saving towards a house? Um, and yeah, how did you work that out? I kind of knew that I wanted to have a home feeling mm-hmm. in PEI, so I started to save whenever I 
were able to work full time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it's different if you're an international student. Mm-hmm. So sure. um, I'm, I also have to say that I'm very lucky that my family paid for my tuition, mm-hmm. so I didn't have student loan mm-hmm. or I didn't have to pay off the uh, the debt. Right. So that definitely helped with the. Um, the bank to assess my debt ratio. Mm-hmm. So I started saving whenever I could since mm-hmm. then, yeah. Okay, and that's interesting that you say you started saving whenever you could. So why did you, why was buying a house something that you were interested in and wanting to like start saving towards? Yeah, I think that would bring back to I when I initially moved to here as mm-hmm. international students in high school. Um, back then, not many international students would come here in PEI right. without a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very challenging to find a place to rent. Mm. So I would say within probably two or three years, I moved about five times oh, wow. just because it's how challenging it was mm-hmm. and um, didn't own a car, mm. didn't have a driver's license. So it, it was difficult. So mm. I always wanted to have a more like a permanent space for right. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No, that that's actually very fair. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I hear that from some other international mm-hmm. students too because yeah. it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. And so as a um like as an international student and it's so funny because I was just talking to Jonah actually about um, mortgages or like credit score as an international mm-hmm. student. What was that like for you? Did you have to apply for a mortgage to buy a house and how was that process? I think I was lucky to know that um, credits is very important mm-hmm. in Canada. So mm-hmm. when I moved to here um, since I was 16 mm-hmm. and and uh, I had to wait for a couple years to get a first credit card mm-hmm. and start using credit cards all the mm-hmm. time and and even later on to get a car and with a car loan just mm-hmm. try try your best to built your credit history. I right. think that was important and I was lucky to know that mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. That's fair actually. Um and so with your mortgage, like um there's a part of getting a mortgage when you're buying a house, but then you still have to have some money for like down payment, right? Mm-hmm. So what how like how much down payment do people or how much down payment did you have and yeah, like how is that process? Yeah, so I chose 20% down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, first first of all, it, it's kind of the minimum requirement from the bank based okay. on my debt ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, also, 20% they told us that would avoid the in- insurance. Okay. So, yeah, there is part of the insurance. If you're paying under the 20%, then that is required. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one thing I would I didn't think about is like Mm -hmm. if you didn't have the 20% down payment you could have hold the cash and do other investment if you think it's more uh, it's better return that way right okay that's fair and I know you mentioned death ratio but also insurance like why was insurance something like was that house insurance or 
what insurance was that's that. a good mm-hmm. point um it's not the house insurance i forgot what it's called but it, it's a premium insurance that mm-hmm. if something happened to you then the insurance com- company gonna pay for the mortgage oh, okay yeah Okay, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that was a Yeah, thing. that is required <laughs> yeah, if it's wow. under 20% yeah, okay. down payment, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the debt ratio, are you able to calculate that yourself or does the bank do that calculation on their end? I never figured out how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely easier to go through the bank or mm-hmm. a mortgage specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a tool because sometimes they will look at your they even look at your credit cards and mm-hmm. if you have car loan it's definitely more than just your um income right right yeah mm-hmm. so um they they can probably give you a rough idea how to calculate it but mm-hmm. they definitely have a tool to calculate the exact amount mm-hmm. and so in terms of that calculate like calculating numbers um when they were setting up how much you continue to pay like monthly for the mortgage um did that end up being cheaper than what you would pay for a rent? And how, like, how was that calculation like? It ended up being cheaper only because I managed to have roommates. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely have had I had to um, had a few roommates to mm-hmm. fill the house and mm-hmm. help with the expenses. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and so with the bank, I know that it's probably different for everyone. But were you able to determine how many years you wanted to pay? back the mortgage in or did they kind of just give you we want it back in 20 years <laughs> type thing yeah mm-hmm. so i definitely look at a couple options okay. and then um i looked at if i could afford mm-hmm. monthly would that make my daily expense too tight or mm-hmm. things like that yeah mm-hmm. so i definitely looked at a couple options mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And earlier, I know that you talked about like you're having a lawyer involved in this process. Um, I feel like I didn't even realize that. Yes, you have to get a lawyer, and that's probably gonna cost you. So how how is that cost like? <laughs> yeah, it's not too crazy, okay. um, but it, it's definitely one of the steps that's required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, from my experience, we talked earlier that mm-hmm. I had a few transactions and. And also currently building a house, I definitely recommend to speak to professionals and mm-hmm. then lawyers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think lawyers is an essential part that you cannot skip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so with the lawyer, um, just speaking about professionals, did you have to get like a contractor to come look at the house to tell you what state the house was in? In terms of like the structure and the equipment before you bought it? Or was it just, you just... Well, for my first home, since I was in there, Mm -hmm. I didn't go through that step, Mm -hmm. but I wish I knew that um, you should have inspector to come in and Mm -hmm. look at everything just in case if there's something else, Mm -hmm. because I had experience that, um, like, when, for example, me back home in Mm -hmm. China, we didn't have the furnace so i had no idea the furnace filter needs to be cleaned every year so i had no idea until like a couple years later when it had a smell i I thought it was dangerous so um for first home buyers definitely have an inspector Mm -hmm. to to do an overall inspection and Mm -hmm. maybe have some suggestions just because we came from different backgrounds something Mm -hmm. that we're not familiar with Mm -hmm. and so you mentioned um 
that you're currently building a house? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what was that like? Because um, I know for me back in Nigeria, building a house is actually typically how people own houses. So okay. you buy a land and then you build it. It's just in recent years that developers are building like multiple houses and selling them already built. So okay. the usual practice is that you just build your own house. So what was that like in Canada? Like finding a land to buy, first of all, like where did you even find that? <laughs> and then going ahead to build it. Well, that's a very interesting that I learned something about your country. Yeah. <laughs> um, I initially wanted to buy existing um, house that's been built by another contractor just mm-hmm. to save the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to build something, but um, that transaction didn't go through. I was starting to search different um, locations. Mm-hmm. Um, there are quite a few. I, I would say connection is important. Mm-hmm. Um, once you find something that are listed, mm-hmm definitely be proactive because Mm -hmm. what we know about the current market Mm -hmm. if you're one minute slower you may not have the chance yeah so the process is i would say very complicated Mm. but um once you have a good contractor you Mm -hmm. learn a lot from the contractor that Mm -hmm. gets to like where do you order the materials and um the budget changes all the time Mm -hmm. especially during the covid right and then the timeline and then it all comes back to uh, practicing your project management skills (laughs) there's come Mm -hmm. with the material and the timeline and Mm -hmm. also who to talk to and Mm -hmm. all the each stage Mm -hmm. um and also here i'm not sure if that would be the same at your country Mm -hmm. or my country yeah um you do have to get the permit from the city or from mm-hmm. the um, um, the authorities in order to to build anything. Oh, wow. And and wow, that's interesting. Like, get a permit to like build in your own land. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you so for myself, mm-hmm. I bought the the lot, mm-hmm. and then I have to have a plan ready, like mm-hmm. what house looks like, and mm-hmm. you kind of have a blueprint and. Um, then you have to submit the application to mm-hmm. the city and then once they approved then you can move forward oh wow yeah. that's interesting <laughs> yeah i definitely learned a lot yeah <laughs> and and so buying a lot how did you even how was finding a lot to buy compared to finding a house to buy or like when you were searching so how did you search for a lot like an empty lot versus how you search for a house that was available yeah so i would recommend a site called realtor.ca okay um it has all the lots all the houses on on the market mm-hmm. um another part is that i enjoy driving around yeah. <laughs> over the weekends mm-hmm. i just look for these um lots with probably like a billboard or mm-hmm. um advertisement saying lots for sale or mm-hmm. some of the private sale and and start from there i definitely spend a lot of time driving around searching for the Mm -hmm. lot that i like nice and so you already had a house or have a house so at what point did you think okay it's time for a new house or time for a second property um yeah what was that like because do you have to apply for another mortgage and what did that look like for you Yes, definitely. Um, I wanted to get something smaller just because the first house was a little too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely needed roommates to mm-hmm. 
in, to pay the expenses in order for me to afford right. the house. Mm-hmm. So definitely wanted to downsize a little bit. So I started looking. Um, and that's the time that the market is going even crazier. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to buy the second property definitely have to apply for another mortgage mm-hmm. with my income there was a little bit challenge mm-hmm. with the bank so mm-hmm. I went to uh, I spoke to another professional she's a mortgage broker okay. so that's another professional that I kind of suggest um, all my friends to speak to because mm-hmm. they it's their job to search around for the best deal for you and right. see what works what doesn't mm-hmm. because every bank has different policies mm-hmm. and then i was able to secure another one by mm-hmm. considering the rental income right yeah oh, wow that's pretty cool i yeah. didn't i didn't even i don't think i've ever even thought about that i always think of a realtor but a mortgage broker like yeah you know. mm-hmm. yeah yeah no and so you talked about you know connections so how do how do people find those connections <laughs> like how do you know who are the right people to talk to for both buying a house and buying a lot yeah yeah, I did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it was just talking to realtors and mm-hmm. talking to friends who are buying. Mm. Um, also, when I drive around, especially some construction area, you mm-hmm. see those construction companies, their trucks and their right. advertisements are mm-hmm. everywhere. You kind of just do a little bit research right. and then connect, kind of just call them and mm-hmm. ask for questions. Mm. And, and go from there right that's that's cool and did you find that people were like very open to talk and like answer your questions when you were doing your research yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for sure i found they um they're they're pretty helpful and then they're pretty upfront with you whether they can take more projects or not Mm because i would say every construction company is busy right now right. so they kind of <laughs> yeah for yeah sure. you kind of mm-hmm. give them an idea and they would be like oh no you have to wait for either two or three years or wow. they would be like no it's a small project we can squeeze in yeah wow. up to two or three years yeah wow yeah wow. that's that's wild that's something <laughs> that tells a lot actually about how many houses are being built right now yeah or, yeah wow yeah. um and and so for you with all of that into consideration what do you think was like m- m- one of like the most tedious parts about finding the right house um, I would say the perfect house mm. is the challenge because right. when we're buying the house, we always think, oh, I want this. I want the perfect kitchen. I mm-hmm. want um, how many bathrooms that I want and I want the garage and the mm-hmm. lot size, things like that. Um, the challenge is find the perfect one. Right. So um, I would say the first house is never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to sacrifice and decide what you really need Mm -hmm. right now and what you can sacrifice. Maybe Mm -hmm. something that you want that Mm -hmm. you can either um, renovate afterwards when Mm -hmm. you have the budget, things like that. And then uh, I would say location too, depends Mm -hmm. on what you need and what's out there. Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. Um, and, And so for you, personally when you were considering the right house um <laughs> instead of the perfect place like what were some considerations that you were making uh that brings me back to the perfect house yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i would say um and even just my experience mm-hmm. it was so hard to find that right house mm-hmm. and and I say things happen for a reason. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be buying the house that I rented if mm-hmm. I couldn't find something else. Right. Um, 
and I wouldn't be building a house if mm-hmm. I, if the last transaction didn't go well. Mm-hmm. So everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you found a house that you kind of like has everything you need, mm-hmm. it might be that might be the right house. Right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and so w- w- considering everything that we said today, <laughs> which is a lot of things, but what for you was the um, part about buying a house that you found was not often talked about and still isn't often talked about that people forget but for you was like oh my gosh that's a thing (laughs) i definitely did not think about the property tax Mm. (laughs) and Mm. i don't think it's usually advertised on the listing yeah maybe they start to do that Mm -hmm. um and also because the background like in our culture Mm -hmm. there's no property tax in china Mm -hmm. yeah okay Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that I did not consider. Mm. So I, I feel like even nowadays, if mm-hmm. I go for um, open house, I mm-hmm. kind of ask something that I learned is in the same city, mm-hmm. it's not always the 1%. Right. It's, it depends on the, the neighborhood. It, mm. it can be a little bit more expensive in certain mm-hmm. area. And mm-hmm. also, if you're not the resident, I believe the property tax is a little bit more as well. Oh, okay. And so for property tax, is that something that you get taxed like every year or just when you buy the house? Yeah, I believe it's seasonally, but you okay. can pay every year. And that's something that you can build into your mortgage payment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, it might be easier <laughs> yeah. that way, so mm-hmm. you don't have to think about it. Right. And is there, I know you said that it kind of varies based on your residency status, but is there like a fixed amount, like the way they tax you 15% on something, like is it? No, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, it's it's usually like one percent based on your property value. Okay. And the value is based on the city, so right. um, it's not always the market price. Oh, yeah. okay. It's usually lower than the market price. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's not great, but it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. And so that being said, what are some additional expenses that you would advise someone to consider when they're going to buy a house or buy a property? Um, I would say definitely prepare to have some extra budget for maintenance mm-hmm. and uh, an extra time to mm-hmm. actually take care of the house because right. it does take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a lot to um, be taken care of, mm-hmm. you may think about if you wanted to do the work or hire a company to do that Mm. either in the summer for the grass or for Mm -hmm. winter snow removal things like that Mm -hmm. so that could be some extra cost Mm -hmm. and then um, later on it depends on the house condition as well Mm -hmm. you may look at how in how many years that you have to redo the roof Mm -hmm. um, in order to be covered by the insurance Mm -hmm. um, and also um, whether you should get um, like energy efficient equipment mm. to help with the bill, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's actually interesting. I never thought about like <laughs> the roof of a house before. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Yeah. So insurance is another cost that mm-hmm. um, I did not consider as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so is this now house insurance? This will be house insurance. Right. And if you have tenants, and then tenants mm-hmm. should buy their own, own insurance. insurance. Wow. Yeah. So if I believe the the roof is somewhere between 15 to 20 years and you have to right. change mm-hmm. or, or renew um, in order to be covered by insurance. Oh wow. Yeah. oh, wow. And I guess with the snow and stuff, that doesn't even make 
movement and it's like even it, like the lifespan of roofs is probably shorter too because of all the weather changes and stuff right yeah. yeah yeah oh wow that's 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 very interesting yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then now there are so many different energy uh, efficient mm-hmm. product that you can maybe install in, in the house right. that can save some bill and better mm-hmm. for the environment as well right. Uh, I mean, worth looking into for sure. Exactly. Um, And so sort of like the question to like wrap this up is, um, so what kind of advice would you give to a first time home buyer, someone who's looking to maybe a a recent grad looking to, you know, maybe purchase a house soon or in a few years, um, which you wish you had gotten when you started considering buying a house? Okay, so other than everything else we talked about, mm-hmm. I would say be very proactive. Mm-hmm. The market is very, very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though dealing with your lawyers, sometimes mm-hmm. we have to understand that they're so busy too. So mm-hmm. just kind of make sure every step is meeting the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to follow up, don't hesitate to follow up. Mm-hmm. Be very proactive. In right. Um, so you don't miss any deal Mm -hmm, and um, negotiate interest rate Mm. Um, if you are if you wanted to do everything yourself you definitely can shop around asking different um, banks and Mm. see if if which one offers you better deal Mm -hmm. Um, or talking to a mortgage broker they don't charge you um, mm-hmm. So they they get the commission from the bank, so okay. you don't pay for any of their services. Mm. Same as a realtor, I would say um, trust realtors. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust professionals. <laughs> let's put it this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be hesitant to um, talk to professionals and get mm-hmm. their advice. Mm-hmm. And if you're hesitant or if you're scared, if they're gonna charge you anything, mm-hmm. always ask at the very beginning right. if there's any fee involved mm-hmm. yeah and then mm-hmm. uh, there's another culture difference that realtors here um they don't charge buyer fees right oh wow yeah. i actually didn't know that i always because i i mean i've considered like what buying a house would look like for myself but i always thought ah, getting a realtor is probably gonna cost us money or like a mortgage broker but it's interesting to know that like their payment goes through the banks but that's cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so the the seller would pay Mm -hmm. the commission to the realtor okay and then having a realtor they can help you to find your right house right (laughs) no that's that's actually pretty cool um you know it's been so amazing having you come on the podcast and sharing with us i personally have learned a lot of stuff about buying a house and things to take into consideration um i think something and it's funny because i've always thought about what it would look like to like buy a lot and like build a house mm-hmm. um because like i said that's what i'm used to from back home so the idea of like going to buy an already built house i'm like oh that seems a bit yeah. hard <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually pretty cool to meet someone who's doing that um like building from scratch yeah mm-hmm. yeah another thing that i forgot to mention is the uh, buying building a house the mortgage can be different as right, well so right. definitely mm-hmm. shop around yeah yeah yes. and, and so in building a house actually just sorry just digressing yeah <laughs> um, the the mortgage for that is that based off of like the contract 
towards like estimation of how much it will cost exactly right. yes mm-hmm. and then the interest rate can be different if it's okay. a construction loan mm-hmm. yeah so okay. again um, different banks have their own policies, policies and right. they may look at your assets mm-hmm. and your income mm-hmm. differently okay that's really good to know yeah. um, thank you so much Teresa <laughs> for coming on the podcast you're very um, welcome thank you my for pleasure <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hope you were able to learn some things. A few reminders as you log off. You can now sign up and be one of the first people to own the MICC card. Also, the app is still running. You can save and build better credit with friends. Till next time, bye.